Hi, and welcome to the Let's Talk Healthy Pets podcast. I'm Dr. Karen Becker, Dr. Mercola's Chief Wellness Veterinary Consultant, and I'm excited to share with you the latest news about pet health to guide you in keeping your animal companions healthy, comfortable, and happy throughout their lives. My goal as a proactive vet is to empower pet owners to make knowledgeable decisions to extend the lifespan and well-being of their animals. If you're looking for more pet health tips, you can also subscribe to my free daily newsletter at healthypets.mercola.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and we have a brand new game changer today. Dr. Caitlin Ayulo has been nominated by several of her clients as a game changer, and we're so excited that she took time out of her very busy schedule to meet with us this morning via Zoom and tell us a little bit more about the amazing work she's doing. So Dr. Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us, and I can't wait to learn more about what you're doing. Congratulations on your nomination. Thank you so much. And it's really humbling to be speaking with you today and to be nominated for such a wonderful award. So thank you to any clients that nominated me and thank you for using your platform to not only better our profession, but expand our reach to other people about what we do in holistic medicine and integrative medicine. So, so thank you. Well, and I appreciate your support from the bottom of my heart. So I always love these stories where both, whether if people are listening via podcast or they're reading the article or they're watching our interview, it's always so heartwarming for me to see the diversified backgrounds from all of our colleagues that end up coming into veterinary medicine, yes, but then moving on to want to expand their toolbox to learn more. So if you would just walk us through your evolution uh, first to become a veterinarian and then how you decided that you wanted to continue learning past your veterinary degree. Yeah. Yeah. So my story I think is a little bit different from our, most of our colleagues in that I was actually not one of those folks who knew when they were three years old that they wanted to be a vet. Um, I sort of tried on a lot of different hats before I committed to veterinary medicine as a career and I actually have an art degree, believe it or not. Um, it's right behind my head there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's, um, which I'm very grateful I have because I think it gives me a very well-rounded background and gave me some tools to help me um, not only see things a little bit differently, but I think it also pushed me toward holistic medicine in many ways because of an embracement of things that are a little bit more abstract and maybe not so concrete like our Western world likes to be. Um, and so my first exposure actually to holistic medicine was as a vet student. I went to the University of Georgia um, and we had a, a lecture, I think my freshman year, where a, a local practitioner, I believe, came in and, and talked about acupuncture. And I was like, that's really interesting and, and great. And um, in the midst of all the studying, it got lost for a little while, but I was always very passionate about, um, wellness for people, um, always trying to improve that area of my own life. And, um, what really long story short, my senior year, when I was externing, I externed with a local vet in Athens, uh, shout out to Dr. Casey stop. If you're listening, um, who is an acupuncturist and she was treating a dog who had been paralyzed because of intervertebral disc disease. And, um, at the point that I met her and saw this patient, she had been treating him for at least a, a few weeks, if not a month. Um, 
And as I mentioned, he came in paralyzed and this dog was standing and walking. Um, and I was like, this doesn't match anything I was taught and I need to know more. <laughs> so she, um, I really, I, I'll never forget it. She brought me into the office, the doctor's office, and she pointed to this beautiful red book on the shelf. And she said, this is Dr. Shea's red book. And for anybody who went to the Chi Institute, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But um, she pulled it off the shelf and handed it to me. And I was like, can I take this home? And she was like, yeah, just, you know, bring it back when you're done. And and that's what I did for the next couple of weeks is every night I sat down with that book and I was like, this is it. I have to, I have to know more and I have to do this. And and so, yeah, that was my, my first taste and I never really looked back. I love it that that happened very early in your veterinary experience. I think that for many veterinarians that end up getting perpetually more frustrated year after year, not having additional tools and resources, you know, where we, we were taught in vet school really good about you know triaging and infectious disease and what to do for acute management of trauma. Hats off, excellent. But we we weren't yeah. talking so much about how to prevent lifestyle related diseases um, or how to cr intentionally create health. And so that can become a frustrating slippery slope year after year, potentially decade after decade. And you avoided all that by being open minded and also having the opportunity to present early on for these just for this fantastic experience. I'm so thankful because I believe that you will be one of these veterinarians who potentially will never burn out. And that warms my heart. I love that you're saying that. And that is so true for me anyway, because, you know, coming out of school, I went straight into a busy general practice atmosphere and, um, you know, I, I mean, you know how it is as a new graduate, it's just baptism by fire every day. And, um, I, I had some cases that, you know, I was left going, I, I want to do more for this patient, but I don't know what else I can do. And, and that was at the point where I was still training in acupuncture, but also starting to learn more about holistic modalities, you know, other than TCVM or traditional Chinese veterinary medicine. And so, um, you just, you just get frustrated by that. And I see that in my colleagues, um, where the compassion fatigue, especially this year has been really serious. Um, and I'm, I feel very, very blessed and grateful that I have found a, a niche in our profession that allows me to be continuously fulfilled by what I do on a daily basis and feel like I'm really making a difference for these, for these patients. Um, so 100% completely agree. This is, this is like an exit ramp out of, off of the burnout highway, to be honest with you. And so Caitlin, are you in a, are you an integrative practitioner in uh, in a conventional practice now, or are you in a strictly integrated practice? Where, what, tell us what you're doing now. Yeah. So now, um, I shifted my, my career a little bit in that I started my own business. So I do mobile holistic medicine. Um, and so the primary services I offer are mostly traditional Chinese veterinary medicine. So acupuncture, Chinese herbal medicine, food therapy, um, I do a lot of hospice care work as well, um, you know, guiding pet parents through terminal illnesses and unfortunately, mostly cancer, as I'm sure, you know, you know, it's so prevalent and um, we, we deal, I deal a lot with that, um, which is um, 
something that I always gravitated towards anyway when I was in a general practice setting. And so it's been a, a great transition for me. And then I do still practice regular, regular, quote unquote, uh, Western medicine uh, once a week at a local practice. Um, just, I, you know, I, I love medicine in general. And so it's I like to keep my feet in, in both sides of it. Um, but I really like being able to focus on my uh, holistic patients um, in, at, in an at-home setting and then in, a, in the Western setting get to really focus on the traditional medicine. And I do a little bit of consulting um, for, for people who are looking for that, but mostly it's strictly Western in that setting. That's, that's awesome. And I think that, you know, as scientists, first and foremost, you're able to, uh, to keep that kind of conventional vein going, which is great, keeps you up to speed with, with what's happening there. But the art of medicine then can be expressed with, with the unbelievable gift you're giving people of in-home services, especially end-of-life services, where I think sometimes integrated modalities provide such an increase in the level of animals. You know, when we die, we can die well, we can die average, or we can die poorly. And the gift you're giving your patients is the opportunity to die really well, which is something that um, is priceless and a real gift. So that's beautiful that you are literally doing all aspects of veterinary medicine with a lot of variety uh, and with a lot of different patient outreach, which is wonderful. What do you love most? You have a lot of, I, I think it's great. The diversification will also keep you inspired and prevent burnout. What, what are some of the things you love most about what you do? Yeah, I think I would have to say the the teamwork that goes into making a pet have a dignified end of life experience, especially because most of my pets are senior pets with with problems that aren't going to go away, you know, arthritis or cancer or kidney disease, Cushing's disease, um, disc disease, you name it. And so I love being a partner in the pet's health, and I think that when a pet parent comes to you as a holistic practitioner. Uh, I just feel that the approach is is really different. It's with the understanding that I'm here to help you and be a resource for you, for your pet. Um, and I, I just, I love doing that. And I love seeing my clients empowered um, and feeling like that they are doing everything that they can do to keep their beloved pet comfortable at that stage of life. Because ultimately that's all we are we all want is right from the pet parent to the veterinarian, we all want the same thing. And so I never feel more um, entrenched in that sort of uh, mind, not mindset, but um, that relationship with, with my clients as I do on the holistic side of things. So it's, um, it's a wonderful thing. And, and also partnering with local veterinarians who are, who are strictly conventional for these pets. Um, you know, them sending a patient my way saying, Hey, you know, this person is asking what else they can do. And I'm sending them to you to see if you can help. And, and that's been a blessing too. So, um, it's, I just feel really grateful. Caitlin, are you, are you, you're young, which I yeah. love. Uh, and I'm so thankful that you feel support from your conventional colleagues. Would you say that you are feel like you're building good bridges with your, with our conventional colleagues? Do you feel, um, an, an acceptance of, about what you're doing in your area? Yeah. You know, there, there is great acceptance here. I would say, um, 
similar to other other holistic vets that you've interviewed, I would say that most of my clientele comes from word of mouth and referrals from other clients. Um, however, um, I serve Hilton Head, Bluffton, um, South Carolina, and then also Savannah, Georgia. And um, one of my great holistic colleagues who also is a mentor to me, her name is um, Neely North. And she, um, she really paved the way in Savannah as far as the exposure to holistic medicine and getting the word out about all of the benefits and what it can do for pets. And so I was lucky enough to step into that atmosphere. Um, she transitioned her practice to another state. Um, and so I see a lot of her patients now, but um, really I, the road was paved for me already and I'm very fortunate for that. Um, I think it helps to be young too a little bit because as I mentioned before, it's always baptism by fire. And so whether you're a new grad in a conventional practice or a new grad trying to practice holistic medicine, I think everybody looks at you with a degree of skepticism, but you know, you let your enthusiasm and your, your drive kind of push past that and, and start to let the work speak for itself. And then people go, Hmm, I'm paying attention to what you're doing now. I am super inspired. I, I love it that you are young because you're going to have an extra long, beautiful, invigorated career. And there again, be a mentor to all that next generation of veterinarians. You starting, you seeing this open road as young as you are in your career is going to pave the way for the next one or two generation of veterinarians then to mentor under you, which is exactly how knowledge transfer should occur. And it's beautiful that, that you're doing it. If, the, if you wanted the world to know one thing, Caitlin, what would it be? Yeah, I, this applies to people and pets. Um, and my thought on that is that the body is just this beautiful untapped resource that we are all gifted. And if you tap into it, it's a beautiful thing and so powerful and has so much to offer um, from a healing perspective and from a wholeness and wellness perspective. And um, I say that because I, you know, to my colleagues who are burned out, um, and really feeling the struggle, just reminding them too that their own bodies and their own wellness are, are really important. Um, and, you know, shout out to all of our emergency folks too. I know they have been slammed. My, my sister is an emergency veterinarian and I just, you know, I know, I know they're going through it right now and, and regular practices are also be, being tested. And so I just want to remind my colleagues that their wellness is, is important um, and don't ignore it. And, also to pet parents, of course, those of you who feel like there must be other options or that they can be doing something different for their pet, the answer is yes, there's, there's lots of options out there and just, you know, consult the right resources, um, make sure you find a, a good partnership in, in your pet's health um, through a local veterinarian that, that you, you know, know is, is offering the type of services you're looking for. Watch out for Dr. Google. <laughs> I tell people that all the time. Um, but yeah, those are the, those are really the biggest, the biggest things is just, I, I, I want everybody to know that wellness is achievable for, for yourself and for your pets. Yeah. And I love that. And I love that your, your heart is really, you know, we, as guardians, part of our role is to feel good enough in our own cartons that we can provide the best support for the creatures we're caring for. And I think oftentimes we disregard our own well-being in an attempt to best serve those around us, we go without or we deny ourselves well-being. And that's really great advice. If people wanted to learn more about your services or you, where would they go to find more information? Yeah, so they can find me on uh, social media. Um, on, I'm on Instagram. My 
I'm newer to social media. So the Instagram handle, I think is what they call it, is healing touch underscore HHI. And then of course my website um, is my business name, which is www.healingtouchanimalacupuncture.com. And so I'd love to connect with you either on social media or through the website. You can use a contact us form. So that's where you can find me. Wonderful. Well, you are inspiring our next generation of integrated practitioners rising up, doing a fantastic job of building bridges, education, um, establishing your community of oneness, providing really integrative support for the whole family unit. You're just doing a really fantastic job. So Congratulations again on your nomination as a game changer. Well-deserved. And I'm just so excited to be able to track your career over the next several decades because the number of lives that you're going to continue to impact is going to multiply exponentially. It'll be fun to watch. So thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you so much for your kind words and thank you for having me. And of course, thank you for what you do and for paving the way for, for people like me to have really long and fulfilling careers. Thank you so much.